Welcome back to The Betting Show on the podcast, Dougley Maurice Austin Ward, Bill Landis. We're making picks for Ohio State, Notre Dame. We'll make another Northern pick at the end, but we're leaning in, obviously, to what's going on in the, the biggest game of the college football weekend. And before we make our picks, guys, Austin, we have not been very good. Now, you have <laughs> been less bad than me and Landis. Yeah. Uh, the total Ohio State picks, this picks against the spread, the over-unders, you're three and three this year. Landis and I are one and five. And having made picks over the years, I realize, A, I'm bad at this, but also often what happens in a season is you either get on it with the team and you kind of get in the flow and I feel like you hit week after week because you know what's up. Or sometimes if you sort of get off a week, Right. Oh, this is the week I think they'll struggle. No, they're good that week. Okay. Well, now I think they'll be good. No, now they struggle. Then you can be wrong repeatedly. Why have we, me and Landis more than you, why have we been off on the Buckeyes this year? I think that the the slow build part, like Ryan Day was dropping in some hints. And I think even the plays and possession conversation played into this, that he was not going to be in any great urgency to cover spreads or get a ton of plays going into Notre Dame. Um, part of the reason, you know, I thought Western Kentucky would mount a little bit more serious of a threat last week, at least scoring points on Ohio State's defense. So that's the explosion in the second quarter is where I got off sideways. I didn't know that they would push the pedal down fully the way that they did in week three, although that does make sense because if you are ramping up, ratcheting the intensity, as Ryan Day said, you can't necessarily just do that for Notre Dame in week four. You need to have some productive reps under your belt. So I kind of thought that would be the case early on. Uh, and then they skipped a gear uh, last week and went into overload that I, I wasn't quite ready for them to be at that point. But um, I think that this is a team that has found its footing and is sort of following a blueprint that Ryan Day envisioned for the first three weeks all along. Landis, all three of us took Western Kentucky with the points last week. Austin and I also took the under, so Austin and I were 0-2. You at least took the over, Landis. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're getting a better handle on <laughs> Ohio State, or do you feel like you still don't know exactly what this team's going to do on Saturday? Oh, I think it's hard for me to have a worse handle, so so, so I think I think there's only one way to go. Um yeah, I think I have a, a better a better feel. I, I figured the offense was going to take a step forward last week. Part of that is just how bad Western Kentucky is on defense, but I do think like naming Kyle McCord the starter and be becoming more in tune, I think, with the kind of ramp up that Austin is talking about kind of led me to that conclusion. I too thought thought Western Kentucky would score a little more than they did, but but you know, got the over anyway because Ohio State was even better than I thought they'd be on offense um i just wish like ryan day you know don't drop hints just say it straight out you know what i mean like i, I we're we're not going to play uh to our maximum level through these first couple weeks so maybe you know take the under maybe take the points like i would have appreciated yeah. it uh you know just be a little more blunt about it <laughs> that's where we are dave biddle's first question each week for ryan day should be hey, ryan over or under this week what should we take <laughs> yeah I ryan uh the whole Vegas set not this one sports book <laughs> at three and a half ryan what do you think of the line this week <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, man. So I will say before we make our picks, I was just breezing through some national picks. Uh, Ralph Russo from the AP picked Notre Dame on CBSSports.com. I think like four of the six people picked Notre Dame to win straight up, including Dennis Dodd. Bruce Feldman on The Athletic has this, has his upset special of the week. Stuart Mandel also picked Notre Dame. There, there are people on the Fighting Irish, which Austin... 
I picked Ohio State. Makes me feel a little better about picking Ohio State because I feel like maybe the people who aren't around the team every moment are now sucked into a view of the Buckeyes that I think actually maybe not be true. But just what do you think generally? I mean, it's like, it doesn't mean they're right, but I mean, I don't know. They're national college football people, and a lot of them are picking in Notre Dame. Doug, do you agree or disagree with this? I know I've talked about it some with Bill and Berm in the past, but you know, I used to work at ESPN, so I guess I could have been included in this, but I also covered Ohio State specifically. So it was in my best interest not to rile up the fan base. I often feel like picking against Ohio State you know, not picking their players for individual awards or Heisman. I think it's often by design for engagement. Do you agree or disagree with that? I hope not. I hope not. I would like to think that in my career, I've never said anything I don't think. So I know, but I'm I, not talking I, I about hope, you. <laughs> I know, but they're professional journalists. I don't know. Are they yeah. for real? The college football people who like do this journalistically are just clickbaiting their way through their picks for real. Is that what you think for real? I don't. Sometimes it's I not do. Bleacher I'll, Report for right, real. I'll, I'll take off the tinfoil. You're 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 right. I don't but know, I, but Landis, what do you think? Do you think that, why do, why are they all picking Notre Dame? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think like like some sometimes I feel that way. I I wouldn't say that as a as a blanket statement about the national media, but I do think sometimes people make picks just to sort of be contrarian. Although in this sense, I guess they're not being contrarian if they're all in unison with picking Notre Dame. I think I think people want. Notre Dame, like I, th- I think it's probably better for the national media at large that Notre Dame wins this game, right? Like that is that is a, a a driver for them and something new to talk about. And I do think sometimes that can influence picks. Like, what do you what do you want to happen because mm. it is better for business? I think can influence you sometimes. But I think there's another part of it, Doug, that I just think is is odd. Like you can pick whoever you want, and and we've made the point. Like it's a three three and a half point spread. Ryan Day's calling it a matchup game, talent equated and all that. Like Notre Dame is capable of winning the game. I don't have any problem with someone who wants and believes that Notre Dame can win. They can win. Uh, I don't, I'm not picking them too. I don't believe that they will, but it's not like it's some outlandish upset pick. It's a, it's a field goal for the team that's at home. So like, I'm okay with that. It's when, when some people decide to go a step further, I saw Dan Wolken on Thursday say, I don't understand this line. I think the Irish should be favored. And then I go, Based on what? Like the talent on these teams, like even if it's somewhat comparable, it's still decidedly in Ohio State's favor. And that's trying to take exception with the line itself is nuts. But if you think that that's what it should be, I hope that you put your savings account on that team to cover three and a half. I think part of it, Doug, too, is is a lot of and it's part like you and I are kind of going through this and we're trying to avoid it. Right. As we talk about more like northern football at large. You can very easily just fall into like the box score watching trap and make your picks based off that. I think yeah. if you watch, if you have actually watched both of these teams play, and I mean like intently and and in a detailed way, I don't think you'd come away thinking that it was that it's crazy for Ohio State to be the favorite in this game. And I don't think you'd have so much um, momentum behind you know a, a Notre Dame pick in this game. You know, not to brag. When we were sending in our picks to Berm so we could make our beautiful graphics here on the YouTube channel, you know, I was a little late with my pick because what was I doing? Grinding, grinding, grinding tape. Grinding tape. <laughs> Do I understand what I'm watching as I grind it? I'm not sure, but I was grinding it. I was like, I need to watch Notre Dame, North Carolina State one more time before I make my pick. <laughs> and then I did. But let's start with Austin. Yeah. 
you're three and three with your overall Ohio State picks this year. So you're the person so far that people should listen to the most. What's your pick? Dangerous place to be in. I I believe that Ohio State's talent, their quarterback play, yes, I know Sam Hartman has been around college football for a long time. I think the passing attack as a whole for Ohio State is going to be uh, the deciding factor for this, along with a much better Ohio State defense. I think there are flaws on both sides of for Notre Dame that can be exploited by the supremely talented team. The closer I get to Saturday, the more I am thinking that betting the under is not wise, but this is the score that registered in my mind because I think, so 34-20 is what I expect. That is an under pick, uh, but a cover for the Buckeyes. I think getting closer to Saturday in primetime, there's part of me that says this game could get to three scores or more and really be out of control. I think that's how much better Ohio State is, 1-85 through 85 than Notre Dame, and also some of the momentum and urgency ratcheting up again, to use Ryan Day's term, it, they're going to put into this game. They desperately want to win it, um, and that's not just every team wants to win every game, but it is important for Ohio State to establish itself and for Ryan Day to beat Marcus Freeman. I think the added stakes for the program lend to some of the aggressiveness and opening it up. So I may, I am a little bit second guessing myself on the over under at this point, but I do think Ohio state will cover and could wind up doing so comfortably. So your total is 54. We're looking about like a 55. Yep. Line on the I'm over close under. To it. And I think in a big game too, Doug, like you're going to see mistakes on both sides. Yeah. Like there may, there, you're going to see a couple three and outs on both sides. Like I think that may keep it closer and as much as Marcus Freeman wants to talk, and you were there on Monday in South Bend about being aggressive, I don't think that that is the right strategy for him, and I don't think that that will actually be the one that they employ. So it's about three or three and a half. I think Landis, we cited it at three and a half for the lines that we took because you mm-hmm. are also taking who? Taking Ohio State. Um 35 to 31 and as you know we, we we submitted these picks a little earlier in the week and and I, I, i'm kind of feeling similar to us like as we gotten closer to it and just like heard a little more i i think maybe i would consider going a little bigger on the ohio state side because there were there were two things that i that i heard this week one was like ryan day talking about letting it rip which i think is good like you want to hear that maybe that means ohio state is is a little more explosive in this game as an offense than than i'm predicting in the moment but also i went back and listened to marcus freeman too and and you telling us earlier in the week on the daily that they were going to be aggressive i was like oh that's that's interesting and then i went back and watched his press conference on thursday morning and like in the press conference, I thought he was walking that back even a little bit. Like, oh, we're oh, we're still cool. gonna run, we're gonna run the ball. We're gonna, you know, we're not gonna bomb it down the field forty times. I, and I got the sense that they do want to try to play keep away a little bit from Ohio State. And and I don't know of whether or not the whether or not that is the right plan for Notre Dame or not. Um, but it just made me question a little bit, like exactly how Notre Dame is going to come into this one. But I. You know, we've been talking up Notre Dame a lot on on Kings of the North, and and you so maybe a little more than me, but but I I have respected them all year. I've I've been a little bit wait and see mode, but like when I watch them play, I think they're good. Like I, I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're very sound and well coached on defense. If even if they're not laden with a bunch of stars, and I think Gerard Parker has found a good gear for that offense for what they have in terms of personnel, and, and Sam Hartman is is an elevated player at quarterback compared to what Notre Dame has had recently. So I think Notre Dame is built to keep this close. So so I picked the score that reflected that. 
but I am I am a little bit nervous about Ohio State coming into this game in in just another another gear or two higher um, than than maybe I'm anticipating with this pick. All right, I'm 42-30 Ohio State. That's significantly over, and it's also taken Ohio State minus three or three and a half. I think we have it at three and a half. Uh, I was a week ago. I would have picked Notre Dame. Like before the Western Kentucky game, I was like, I don't know. I, th- I don't think they're going to beat Notre Dame unless they play better. So you know, Ohio State's a game, sort of what you're talking about, Austin. Like their talent across the board. Ohio State has better talent than Notre Dame. So I think Ohio State's best beats Notre Dame's best. But if Ohio State's figuring out the offensive line, figuring out the quarterback spot, maybe not getting enough pressure with the defensive line then they're not at their best, and then Notre Dame can beat them. But I saw, I thought, I think a lot of fans are here too. You saw what you wanted to see against Western Kentucky, whether that was because they named the quarterback, whether it was because Western Kentucky has a bad defense, whether it was they were holding things back the first couple of weeks and they finally let it go a little bit. But I think the extension of that, you know, Bill, I know you were asking Ryan Day about moving Marvin Harrison Jr. around even more in the Notre Dame game. When I talked to Marv on Wednesday night, he was saying like, you know, we're not, we haven't shown everything yet. So mm-hmm. I think they've held some stuff back. I think they'll get, and I think down to down, Ohio State has the better offense. I do think Notre Dame's going to hit some big plays. I do think they might rip off a 60 yard touchdown run. I do think they might hit two deep ball scores. But like, who's better on second and six? Ohio State, I think, is significantly better. And there's not, Estime, Audric Estime at running back is good, but there's not a ton of guys who are going to have the ball in their hands that scare me. Hartman, I think, knows what's up, and I just think their offensive line is very good, although it is vulnerable, I think, inside a little bit. Everybody thinks that. So I just think if Ohio State plays its best, they'll win handily. So I don't know. Kyle McCord could get there and be like, holy moly, this is a big deal. Or Josh Simmons could get there and be like, well, you know, this is definitely not San Diego State. I think that's still possible. Mm-hmm. But I think for everybody, Austin, that we talked about earlier, if you're picking Notre Dame, you have to be expecting Ohio State to do something wrong. Right. And for all the, the worries I've had about the offensive line, and like I don't still know what Kyle McCord's going to be for sure, I'm not going into this game thinking, oh, they, they can't handle it. That That's not where I am with Ohio State right now. Well, there's also, I mean, if you're comparing the situation, these two teams just played a year ago. Uh, there are a lot of things that are different about it, and one of them is like Notre Dame's defensive line is not nearly as disruptive uh, as it was a year ago. Like, yeah, I mean that's that's the reality. So, if the biggest question mark, which I think we can all probably agree that it is, is or uncertainty going into this game, is how does Josh Simmons, Carson Hensman, you know, Josh Fryer, three, they've played now three games, but they're still first year starters there. This uh, going on the road against a top ten opponent, like how do they handle it? Well. The matchup may not be as difficult for them in that specific setting as it was a year ago. And you saw Notre Dame give them problems. And part of it may have been caused and, and was caused by Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, getting knocked out of that lineup. And I think that, you know, sometimes we forget too that Julian Fleming was l- limited in that game as well. Ohio State was Xavier Johnson scored the game winning touchdown like he had to. He was he was not in there as a bonus at that point. He was in there out of necessity. So you know, Ohio State is not dealing with that right now. Yeah. Unless something pops up uh, on the way over to South Bend, this offense is going to be fully operational and healthy. And that's not usually a good thing for any opponent trying to face Ohio State and Ryan Day. This is the third best team Ohio State's going to play in the regular season, too. So, I mean, like, you know, 
check back for the Penn State game. I might be picking Penn State. Check back for Michigan. <laughs> but I think Notre Dame's good. But that aspect of it, that if you think, if you still believe there are questions on the Ohio State offensive line, I don't know that Notre Dame is the opponent to take advantage of that. And so that leads us all to the Buckeyes. Okay, when we come back, Austin, you're so happy. There are real prop bets to choose from. And when we come back, we will make our prop bet picks for Ohio State and Notre Dame on the betting show on the podcast. Austin Ward is like he's dancing in his kitchen. Mm. He's just like grabbing his wife and like, hey, I just I love you, baby. Like, it's like, what is it, honey? Why you feel? Oh, they have. It's just they have a, a great day. Anytime touchdown score available on Wednesday. <laughs> My world has changed. They had oh. it on Tuesday, Doug. We left Tuesday. We left. We left the Woody. We're standing in the parking lot. The three of us are talking. Hey, we'll, what do we got cooking for the betting show this week? And the app was open, and I said, guys, there's a chip train of Tutty on here. <laughs> so um, good luck to everybody with your prop bets, and Austin's going to tell you how to win your prop bets this week. All right. So I I mean, I I spoiled it there, um, but I don't, I don't want to bury the lead anymore. On And this is a good example, too. If you take nothing else out of our picks, when we say shop around, we mean it. Um, on DraftKings, the Chip Trainum touchdown was on Tuesday and Wednesday when we were uh, out there at the Woody. It was at plus 130-ish, 135. I flipped over to FanDuel, and Chip Trainum anytime touchdown was at plus 210. So if you're looking to make money and you're squeezing out the very best odds, it, it is in your best interest to have multiple options to where you go shop for your odds because that is a, a delightful number. Uh, he had the 40-yard touchdown run last week, and I think when we talk about not just Marvin Harrison moving around, different things for the offense this week, I think some of that look, uh, Bill has alluded to this throughout the week as well, some of that two-back look with Chip Trainum and either Mayan Williams or Travion Henderson is going to be part of this. And I think there's something going on here with the momentum that Chip Trainum has where one of these red zone drives is going to be polished off by Chip Trainum in the red zone. I believe that. I'm betting on it. Uh, plus 210 on FanDuel is my first prop bet. The second bet, uh, they're actually back. Yeah, they're backwards. The Brim's got it fixed uh, on the production. But this seems too good to be true to me. They have not adjusted for Cade Stover's production through the first three weeks. And he on FanDuel is at over under 27.5 yards in this game. At minus 114, that's on FanDuel. Cade has a 49-yard reception against Indiana. That would take over by yourself. 40 yards last week against Western Kentucky. And he has two catches over 20 yards as well. So four total catches over 20, in which case you're pretty close to that low number or already over it by itself. Uh, that is a prop that if you want to lump that in with some Single game parlays, do that and improve your your betting chances. But even by itself, which is how I took it here uh, with a boost um, on DraftKings as well, just for my personal non the betting show bankroll, uh, I think you gotta you gotta hammer it. I think this is an e this is easy money. Ryan Day, the way he talks about Chip Trainum, like he loves what Chip Trainum is bringing to this team yeah. right now. So that's not a bad horse to ride. All right, Landis, two prop bets from you. Uh, my first prop bet is very similar thought process to Austin's on, on his chip train on bet. Uh, and I also shopped around for this one because there were some places where Mayan Williams anytime touchdown was like plus 130, plus 140. FanDuel had it had a two to one, um, which I thought was very enticing. I think that 
for for the discussion about the lack of work for Mayan Williams, which like I, I do sort of find interesting how this has settled out now three games into the season. I think that goal line package with him in the backfield and Chip Trainum as a lead blocker is a real thing. And and certainly that can lead to Chip getting a touchdown and Mayan getting a touchdown. But we saw Mayan punch one in last year against Notre Dame. We saw against Indiana when they had to finish off some drives. That was Mayan Williams who they turned to. I think that situation arises in this game probably a time or two. And and I think when it does, they're going to turn to Mayan again. I, I don't know if Mayan has a, a, a prolific rushing game. Maybe he only ends up with the five carries or so that he seems to be getting. Um, through these first three games, but but I think when it's time to finish off a drive the right way, he is the guy they're going to turn to, and he's going to punch one in for a touchdown. So I, I thought getting plus two hundred on that on Fanduel was tremendous value. So, uh, so it, let me interrupt here because there's nothing better on this show than when we wind up in a Landis Ward head to head. We did it in the parking lot at Rutgers for the Rutgers Temple game. Do you guys feel like this is a head to head? A chip touchdown versus a Mayan touchdown, or do you think you have a good chance to both come away happy? I do not think it's at the head. I think I think we're both going to clean up here. I think the my biggest fear is that we do see the two back power formation in the red zone, and of those two, which one is more likely to be the lead blocker? That's Chip Trainum. So mm-hmm. if that's what happens, if Chip blocks so that Bill catches in the prop bet, I'm not going to be real happy about it. I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah. But they did. They did give. They they, they let uh, Mitch Rossi carry it a time or two from that position. Chip can certainly well, do that. They yeah. should have let Mitch Rossi do it way more. But that's another matter <laughs> entirely. They're definitely setting up setting up a handoff to chip the fullback out of that formation. Or so they could, sorry, little spider two y banana to to chip. Oh my god, that counts. Can, can I? They tried to do it. That's what they tried to do on the fourth down, where the guy cut his legs out. Can That's I ask a, score. a technical question here? Right, this is rushing or receiving. Anytime, Teddy. Okay, it's not only rushing. So, right, Chip slips out as the fullback into the flat. They throw him a little, flip him a little pass. Mm. Landis is is dancing in the streets. Okay, Landis, what's your other bet? Uh, I'm going to keep betting this until it's right. <laughs> Which it is that a good been. betting strategy? I don't <laughs> no. know. Do we need to break someone Absol- in here? Absolutely that's, not. That's blackjack strategy, baby. Yeah, Just no, keep doubling is, down. Yeah. This is not good strategy, and at this point, you should probably fade fade me betting on this. Um, it's the over, the total in the first quarter uh, for both teams over twelve and a half. Um, I think I've bet this twice now. I've not hit it yet. Um, Notre Dame, I think, is fourth in the country in first quarter scoring. They average over ten points per first quarter. Ohio State is only averaging a touchdown, but I think when they are like sort of fully operational, that's a number that goes up a little bit. Um, I think there was for a time they were among the better or if not the best first first quarter scoring teams in the country last year. And I just I, I think they're they're kind of building up to getting back to that point. So you're asking yourself, can both these teams score a touchdown in the first quarter? Um, I think that's very plausible. And um, I've thought it would be plausible the last few games, and that's not been the case. So but but I feel this is the best I feel about this pick, I think, because um Notre Dame, I think, has you know has shown an ability to 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 get on the board early, and and I think Ohio State is is finding the offensive gear that it needs to find to do the same. Quick look strike the, ability for both. Look teams, at the right? notes yeah. over there, by the way, Bill. I, I got a Berm is writing on the screen to fade you. Look at that right over there. Oh. Look at that fade. Wow, that's why you got to watch it on the YouTube channel because we didn't know that Berm is putting secret messages. <laughs> poking us in the middle of the show who knows what's out what else has been up there on the side okay uh my two prop bets audric estime oh i'll do my other one first mccord and hartman 
I like this one a lot. It's plus 260 on FanDuel. They combine for 500 yards and four touchdowns. So I like this because I don't know that you could get it with like two solid games, two pretty good games from both of them, or you could get it from an awesome game from one and a bad game from the other. Maybe it's 300 and three touchdowns for one and 200 and and one touchdown for the other. So just looking at, I threw out the Tennessee State game because Notre Dame's played four games uh, instead of three. But if you throw out Tennessee State, the other three weeks, right, the quarterbacks for Ohio State and Notre Dame combined for 490 yards and four touchdowns, so you're 10 yards short, 645 yards and seven touchdowns, and 700 yards and seven touchdowns. And somebody, all those games, all the quarterbacks were ahead. Somebody's going to be behind in this game and probably mm-hmm. chucking it. So I think there's like a backdoor possibility here, even like in a blowout. All right. Ohio State blows them out, but now they give up a, a passing touchdown in the final 90 seconds as Sam Hartman gets a garbage drive. Like, I, I really like this one. On FanDuel, 500 yards, four touchdowns combined for Hartman and McCord, plus 260. The other one is simple. Audric Estime, I'll take the freebie. I think this is almost a guarantee. It's the running, the main running back for Notre Dame. They do play multiple guys. He scored a touchdown in every game so far. He has five touchdowns in four games. He's minus 150 for an anytime touchdown on DraftKings. I'll take it. I think it's going to happen. It feels this is the week we get back on track, right, Austin? This is the week for people to believe in us. It's time. We we need to earn it back, and we need to earn more money. <laughs> we'll get to our bankrolls next. Maybe you skip this part. You could turn if you could turn it off right now. If you want, and just be like, I'll tell you what, those guys, when they explain it, they really know what they're talking about. And then after the break, we'll show you how much fake money we've lost. We'll do that next on the betting show on the podcast. Doug Maurice back on the betting show with Bill Landis and Austin Ward. Berm just popped in in the commercial break to defend himself that he did not put the thing in there. Uh, hey. Fade Landis. Do we believe him? I wasn't. No. I, I wasn't attacking Berm. I was saying that he's he's subtly pulling the strings to let people yeah. know if he believes in what we're betting or not. And that's fine. Like, I don't think it was a mistake. I think he's sending a message to our audience that Bill sh- can't be trusted about these first quarterbacks. <laughs> We've lost a combined $160 in three weeks, so there probably should be not-so-secret messages sent. By the way, Berm uh, is an awesome producer and produces 4,000 shows a week on the he podcast. Sure and we, couldn't, we couldn't do it without him. Let's make our... Um, other northern picks, but we have to acknowledge first, Landis, that it has not gone well. Mm-mm. It has not gone well. Uh, Austin is three and three overall on his, on his Ohio State picks. Uh, I'm one and five on my Ohio State picks. You're one and five on the Ohio State picks. Overall, when we throw in our northern bet of the week, Bill Landis is minus $66.06. I'm minus $56.16. Austin is minus $50.46. Uh, Bill, we just have to grind it back slowly, right? We can't try to get it back in one swoop. Yeah, I don't like uh, that the mark of the beast is in my my bankroll. <laughs> yeah, you did it to yourself. Get a tattoo, minus 6606 for Landis. So uh, I, I feel it coming, though, and it starts, Austin, with a, with a game that we could not ignore in the North this week. What's your northern bet, one extra bet? Yeah, if you're – everyone's going to oh, be watching we're the head real – yeah, oh, my are. God. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to the showdown. Not only do I have one with Bill this week, but I also have one with you. And those count double. That's Austin Sportsbook for you. Uh, if, I don't know, you got to get a split screen going. I don't know how the broadcasting uh, deal worked out that 
the two biggest games in the Big Ten are at the exact same time. I don't think that's ideal, but whatever. Uh, so we, I won't be able to pay much attention to this or actually any attention at all. I'll just assume that Iowa's defense is scoring multiple times and uh, frustrating James Franklin into mind-boggling coaching decisions. I can't believe I'm doing it, but and I could have avoided it, but this game has to have action, and I think that Iowa will cover 145 on the strength of their defense and some of the shakiness that I saw early from Penn State at Illinois, the one stat that, because I'm like, man, I've seen some really, really ugly Iowa-Penn State games, right? I didn't make that up, and that's true. Five of the last eight have been decided by single digits, and that pushed me over the top. 14 and a half seems like an awful lot for Penn State to cover. If I see you and Brian Ferentz at Shake Jack or something, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> Can I do not this secret friendship yeah, no, I can't no, believe no. Doug did Don't. That Yeah, no, I mean, you're doing a great job, Brian. Hasn't uh, hasn't Penn State also historically underperformed a bit in whiteout games? Well, you're the expert on that, but yeah, I've aren't seen whiteout f- games normally against Ohio State. I've been to a few of them and I've seen them lose. Yeah, but no, they played Iowa a time or two in the whiteout game as well, I think, and they've been close. All right, so I'm taking the Penn State side of this, but I'm not actually taking Penn State plus the 14 or Penn State minus the 14 and a half, but I do think Penn State's going to win and I do think they're going to cover. Like I believe in Penn State in this game, but I'm going to set myself up to maybe win even if that isn't right. So I am doing a little parlay. I'm learning from what uh, a really good bet Austin made last week. So it's Penn State minus half a point in the first half. So all Penn if Penn State's leading at halftime, and then I'm taking the under for the game, which is 40 and a half. So to, I mean, like 40 and a half. So, you know, if Penn State's ahead three nothing and then Iowa wins nine to three, then I win the bet. So I, I, I want, but I think if I had to pick a score for the game, I think it's going to be something like 24 to nine or 26 to 12, right? I, 26 to 12 wouldn't cover it, but I do think Penn State will cover. I do think I really like the under though, and I think it's supposed to rain in Happy Valley too. So, this is my bet. It to be clear, I just want to make it clear. Even though I'm not picking Penn State minus 14 and a half, this is a pick against Brian Ferentz. <laughs> so I want to make sure that everybody understands that. All right, Landis, what's your last bet? My last bet is the under in the Minnesota Northwestern game. Also a night game. There are four games involving Big Ten teams that kick off at 6:30 or 7:30 Eastern time. Um, I don't know why that is that is the case. It seems kind of an odd, like an odd decision. This is one of them. Uh, it's in Evanston. The weather is supposed to be fine. Won't matter. Both these offenses stink. Uh, <laughs> Northwestern is averaging 19 points per game. Minnesota is averaging 17 points per game. I'd like to give them both credit for having solid defenses. I don't know that Northwestern actually does. I think maybe Minnesota might because they didn't get like run off the field by North Carolina last week. They did lose. Um, I was looking through their scores and I was hopeful to find a like that you could take any one of their scoring out points outputs this year and put them together and they wouldn't hit this number, but they actually would have because Minnesota scored 25 points two weeks ago and Northwestern scored 38 points against UTEP. But still, both these offenses are terrible. So the over under that I found was 38 and a half. Uh, it was minus 110 at BetMGM, but I was actually looking on Thursday and I think that the, it's gone up the total in some places. I think you might be able to find it like 39 and a half. And, and we'll see how that changes getting closer to game time. I think like anything 36 and above is worth hitting in this game because these are just awful, awful offensive football teams. And I think the final score is going to be like 10-7. Ooh. When you said 38 and a half, I thought you said 30 and a half. And I was like, you're taking under 30 and a half, but you just said that you would. 
you think it's going to be 10-7. So, yeah, I think this is this is probably right. And, uh, again, I don't know how much lines have caught up to, you know, the slightly fewer possessions and all that kind of thing. But it still feels like a world where you can live on some unders, especially in Big Ten country for right mm-hmm. now. We will have, Austin, you and Berm are headed to South Bend. You will right. have some pregame stuff. Tell, tell the people what to expect on the podcast channel. Well, we're trying to figure it out because Notre Dame apparently believes in a lot of rules for covering games at their stadium. So we will still have the keys before the game. May not be live like we have done virtually everywhere else because we're not supposed to be on the feed. We can't do it inside their stadium. We don't know if we're going to have Wi-Fi on this patio somewhere that we're supposed to shoot from. So we're going to figure that part out. But um, later on Friday night, we will have road breaks. We will have the pregame keys on Saturday. Uh, we will follow that up somehow, some way with some snap judgments, uh, a notebook after it's all done. Um, so we're going to do all the things normally that we normally would. They may not look the same. They may not arrive live. We're going to try and figure that out as we go, but whatever restrictions Notre Dame wants to place on us, which are probably not as restrictive as USC, um, mm. we'll do the best that we can. You might get tackled by a Notre Dame security guard during the notebook. That would be I'm, exciting. I'm actually hoping that that happens, Doug. I want yeah. so I want to spice up the show a little bit and like, hey, here I am, and I stepped on the field, and then a security guard takes me out. Cool. Like I'm willing to put my body on the line for our channel and for our content because I want to take people where they don't normally get to go, and I want to take myself where I normally get to go. Austin will do anything for content. We all know that. That's uh, true. Landis, mm-hmm. you did the post game show by yourself last week, but I will be back this week and we will be going late into the night as soon as Ohio State Notre Dame ends live on the podcast channel on YouTube. Yeah, I figure we'll go to like three, four in the morning probably after that game. Yeah, yeah sound about right. No, it's going to be good. Ohio looking... State wins will go to two. If they lose, they'll we'll go to 7 a.m. If they lose, it's a 24 hour stream, I think. Um, yeah, I'm really excited, uh, excited for it. Um, I'm anticipating a, a nice group uh, to come along with us for that post game show after that game ends. And by the way, if you want to sort of be part of that post game show, you can be a tech subscriber. You can send a text from your phone to this number, 614-662-4509. You get back a link to sign up and then you put in your credit card info. You do have to give us that, but you don't, we don't charge you for two weeks. So it's free. And, and people have been doing this. We can see the people who are diving out at 13 and a half days, at 14 days, and say, like, I don't want to get charged. I tried it. It's not for me. I don't want to get charged. You type stop and you're out. But you know what we're seeing much, 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 much more of? People trying it and staying with us because they think it's worth it. It's 20 cents a day. So we'd at least love for you to try it. It's hard to explain it fully if you don't try it for yourself, but you do get to be part of the shows that we do. We give you insight and news during the week. We answer questions. There's recruiting information, and it just connects you guys even more in our community here at The Podcast. So again, 614-662-4509, and then we just hope you're watching and listening to as much stuff as you can. I did see a review, guys, this week that was like, I use The Podcast as my single source for Ohio State information at this point because it gives me everything I need in that feed. And Austin, I was like, well, you know, we're not saying you have to do that. But if you want to, that's fine. We we love it if you do. But, yeah. you know, there's lots of lots of choices out there. We understand um, if you want to go elsewhere for your news. But we're going to do everything we can between uh, Bill's X's and O's, which is his best Burns recruiting stuff, 
Doug's takes and, and uh, opinions, which I think are the best in this market. And then I'm just along for the ride. You get me as a, a throw in. Um, but we're, we're going to do everything that we can to make sure that you've got uh, all that you need, whether that's through text, whether that's on all the podcast shows. We're, we're, really, we're enjoying it. I am. Like we're making more content and more videos and different stuff than we ever had before. And we, we hope that you don't have to go anywhere else. But if you do, I understand. And we'll try and win you back later. And we hope our bets are better. So for now, <laughs> for Austin Ward, for Bill Landis, for the great Jeremy Birmingham, gluing it all together, I'm Doug Maurice, And that was The Betting Show on The Podcast.